Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is Lee Habib with Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your story. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Our next story is a story from a listener from Australia, of all places, and how he came to fall in love with a food that is uniquely American, the buffalo wing. My name's Colin Bettles. I'm 50 years old, and currently I live in Sydney, Australia, which is on the other side of the country, about 4,000 kilometres or 2,500 miles away from where I grew up in Perth. At age 20, in 1990, I set off from Perth for a working holiday in the United Kingdom. I found my way uh, to be working in a bar in the London suburb of Kensington, um, where I worked in between playing cricket for the uh, London Theatres Cricket Club, uh, among others. And in that bar, we mingled with students from all over the world. And, you know, we gained a different tuition on on, uh, each other's worlds over a few beverages at the bar, of course. And... um, during this time, I made some very good friends. So 
Um, I didn't have any great conviction about where I was going to travel to while I was on my working holiday. And so I decided to go to the US and visit some of these friends that I'd made while working in the bar. And my first stop was to stay with a guy named James who I'd met who was attending a place called Colgate University in a small college town called Hamilton in upstate New York. James lived across the road from a place called the Old Pizza Pub. Now, my very first uh, night that I stayed, um, they treated me to buffalo wings from there, and I'd never had them before in my life. Uh, in fact, I'd never even heard of them before, and they didn't have to do much to convince me to, to try them. And as they say, it was uh, love at first bite. I was hooked on this new taste sensation straight away. What I remember most about that first time experience was the tenderness of the chicken uh, that fell off the bone. It uh, didn't require, or virtually required, no chewing of the chicken meat. And then of course the um, tangy hot flavour sensation that uh, exploded in my mouth. And the blue cheese dip, I always remember just how smooth and creamy that was and how it complemented the hotness of the wings and enhanced the flavour and basically that's where my uh, love affair with buffalo wings started and it continues to this day. My most memorable experience with a wing, well as they say there's nothing like the first time so I, I think that first night um, with James and his college buddies eating wings for the first time at the farmhouse remains uh, my greatest and most lasting memory. But uh, I also have another strong memory um, that always brings a smile to my face and that's actually an evening spent out with some of those Colgate Uni friends, James and Jeff, Charles and Fran, in New York City in 1992 for my 22nd birthday. And we stumbled upon a place by accident. I can't recall its name. In fact, there's quite a bit about the evening I can't recall, but this was a typical New York City dive bar. And while it was a dive bar, the upside was that they served these wings and these wings were ranked on a scale according to their degree of hotness. Let's call it the chili factor. And the serving at the top of this heat list was called the Chernobyl wing. And it was a huge sized wing and they only allowed them to be served one at a time. Now this uh, serving restriction, I may guess, was a requirement that was applied to the bar by the local fire department or a nearby health facility. Now, common sense would tell you to avoid this sort of danger, but as they say, making mistakes is all just part of growing up, and down they went. It seemed like a fun idea at the time to dare each other to eat these ferociously hot wings that had more punch than the closing scenes of a Rocky movie, and to wash them down with one or two polite beverages, but uh, we definitely had a few regrets the next morning, and they lingered long into the next afternoon. Have I ever met a wing I don't like? Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> One of my pet hates is when the wings are served whole and they haven't been cut up into flats and drum pieces and the tips haven't been cut off and thrown away. Um, this tells me that there's a lazy and unsophisticated method behind these wings, that they've probably been pre-cooked and frozen, which means that the flavour is substandard and pretty bland, really. This is generally backed up by serving ranch sauce with the wings rather than authentic blue cheese dip or Lord forbid mayonnaise uh, or aioli sauce. Wings that are heavily baked in breadcrumbs are also just poor substitutes for the real thing. And uh, call me a wing snob if you like, um, but if they're not authentic and if they're not genuine, 
and if they're not the real deal and made with a bit of love and a bit of time and care, then you're better off doing your taste buds a favour and going without. Is there an American food and do I think that food is the buffalo wing? Well, the answer is quite simply yes. Some people might look at the hot dog and the deep pan pizza in Chicago, but at the end of the day, they're just hybrids and they don't compare to the buffalo wing, which was born and raised in the USA. Um, the backstory to how the wing was invented on that famous Friday night at the Anchor Bar in 1964 proves that this great dish is purely American as it originated at the Anchor Bar. It didn't originate in Germany or Italy or even Australia. It was in upstate New York at the Anchor Bar and it goes a bit like this. That, uh, Dominic Bellissimo was tending bar late that evening and a group of his friends arrived with a big appetite and uh, he asked his mother Teresa to prepare something for his friends to eat. Now she had some chicken wings which were normally preserved for soup uh, in the kitchen of the Anchor Bar and she deep fried them and flavoured them with a secret sauce and of course they became an instant hit and a regular on the menu uh, not just at the Anchor Bar but all over the US and throughout the world and uh, even in Australia now they're very popular and becoming more and more popular. And you've been listening to Colin Bettles, and he's from Australia. He listens to our show in Australia, too. And by the way, America imports so many fine things around the world. Our ingenuity in every endeavor, including, of course, food. When we come back, more with Colin Bettles here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to politics to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. And we return to Our American Stories and to an Australian listener of this show, Colin Bettles. The story of the buffalo wing and, of course, this Australian's obsession with it. In the early 90s, Colin headed back to London from his trip to America and started work back at the Builder's Arms Bar in Kensington. Let's pick up the story from there. Now, after my first trip to the U.S., I returned to live in London and I still had a strong craving for buffalo wings but there was no wing scene in London in the early 1990s and so it was a bit like looking for a needle in a haystack and I had to go without which of course wasn't easy and I hadn't thought of the idea at that stage of cooking them myself. Anyway, after a period of time, a couple of my fellow bartenders and workmates at Builders Arms, Tim who is from New Zealand and Declan and Patrick, believe it or not, who are from Ireland, um, they'd learned about a US-style bar and restaurant called TGI Fridays opening in Covent Garden, and they duly informed me that uh, TGI's served wings. 
This was a major breakthrough in my life at that age. <laughs> and uh, this uh, new TGI Fridays became a regular haunt for me. And I'd often drag Tim and Declan and Patrick along there and anyone else who wanted to join me in a wing fest. They weren't the best wings I've ever had at TGIs, but they were certainly good and they certainly satisfied my appetite. And I'd often dine by myself at TGIs just to, to get a plate of wings. Now, about the age of 24, not that long after returning from uh, living overseas in London, I decided to go into business for myself and I bought a fish and chip shop. Now, this youthful stab at capitalism was underscored by, of course, placing buffalo wings on the menu at North Beach Seafoods and this kept my wing dream slightly alive, shall we say. But in a modest way, it was just great to be serving wings at my own business, even if it was a fish and chip shop. Now, one of the things that happened at that time was um, my marketing for the Buffalo Wings included a having a dedicated advertising board that my mate Benny Morgan uh, did for me, and he was a sign writer. And uh, on that advertising board, he drew a picture of a buffalo with the price, which I'd say was probably about $5 for a serve of 12 wings with blue cheese dip. Um, customers would often come into the shop and look at the sign and go, oh, I didn't know buffaloes had wings. Anyway, then obviously I would just be able to give them an education on buffalo wings and they would um, put their hand in their pocket and buy some, hopefully. These um, chicken wings, though, they weren't cooked in corn or peanut oil. Uh, let's just say um, there was a slight oceanic texture to the final flavour and the chicken meat also had to be frozen because there wasn't a large number of orders on a daily basis. So I had to defrost the chicken first and this meant that it uh, took a lot longer to cook the orders, about 40 minutes. So we lost sales, but uh, this didn't put everyone off buying them. And we had some good loyal customers who got into the habit of phoning their orders ahead, which is what you do with a fish and chip shop anyway. And so trying to train them up to buy buffalo wings and getting used to the slight delay and while there was, I was never going to retire on buffalo wings alone from the fish and chip shop, uh, it was certainly a great experience and I can always say that uh, I, you know, I came home and I tried to follow through on my buffalo wing dream and I, I did sell them to Australians for a while. Anyway, I sold the shop after a couple of years and I went to university uh, where I studied theatre and drama and English and comparative literature and creative writing. Eventually I got into a career in rural and political journalism which included working in the Canberra Press Gallery for several years. Now the reason why it's probably important to uh, talk about how I went from owning a, a fish and chip shop to going to university and then becoming a journalist is because uh, my journalism career has opened up the door to some amazing opportunities and um, of course part of that is storytelling and in more recent years it has enabled me to be able to return to the US on a journalist visa and write stories about rural issues and farming issues and political issues. And on one of these trips I was able to visit the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York where Buffalo Wings originated. Now I was aware of that fact because it was mentioned in the introduction to that original wing, wing recipe from that recipe book that I'd used in 1993. Now the intro to that recipe says, this American classic originated at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, where it is still a favourite with locals and tourists alike. Now, little did I know that one day I'd end up being one of those same tourists some 17 years later visiting that famous bar at 1047 Main Street in Buffalo. 
Anyway, when I arrived at the Anchor Bar, uh, of course I sat at the bar and was soaking up the atmosphere and uh, taking my time eating a great plate of incredible original buffalo wings. I eventually worked up the courage to ask the Anchor Bar's executive chef, Ivano Toscani, if he would agree to do a story for me uh, and that I'd travel all the way from Australia to capture the story of where and how buffalo wings originated. Anyway, Ivano generously agreed and he took me out the back into the Anchor Bar's kitchen which is obviously the engine room of the business and it's where all the magic happens. And I asked him some questions and he gave me some great answers, which obviously had been well rehearsed over the years, I would say. And uh, that allowed me to write a great story about the history and origins of this American classic and to be able to share that with readers down under. Now, just a quick summary of the story that I wrote and what Ivano told me. And he said that the uh, original recipe and cooking method used by Teresa Balasimo on the night she invented buffalo wings in 1964 is still being practised at the Anchor Bar. Ivano said that while uh, Teresa didn't expect her wings to become an, an American legend, they now rank alongside the hot dog, James Dean and Elvis for American icon status. And if you go to a fancy restaurant or if you sit at a bar, and have a bar menu, you will most likely find buffalo wings. Ivano also said that the Anchor Bar served 2,000 pounds, which is 907 kilograms, of chicken wings every single day, and their famous hot sauce is also exported to Italy, Japan, France, and Germany. And they also ship fresh buffalo wings to just about anywhere in the country. But just like London, there was no way of buying them anywhere in Perth, so the only way to solve that problem was to start making them myself. So I started cooking my own wings at home and like most great inventions, the evolution of my uh, recipe was born out of necessity and it certainly involved a great deal of trial and error. Let's say the focus was on the errors at that time, but uh, I started off by purchasing a recipe book that had the recipes for 365 different snacks and appetizers, and I've still got the book today. Among the recipes was one for buffalo chicken wings and another one for blue cheese dip. So this was, at the time, it was a bit like discovering a map to hidden treasure or a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Originally, I followed this recipe very closely and cooked the chicken wings using hot corn oil or peanut oil boiling in a pot uh, heated on an electric stove and an old electric stove at that. Now, needless to say, this uh, somewhat primitive cooking method proved somewhat problematic and there were some consequences that came with it, such as um, setting fire to the kitchen and the curtains uh, on more than one occasion, definitely overcooking the wings on more than one occasion, uh, resulting in complaints from neighbours due to smoke inhalation and other catastrophes, uh, including splattering chilli sauce and melted butter on the walls. But I was determined to get the recipe right. However, I learnt from my mistakes and maintain a steadfast focus on continuous improvement. And despite the misfired attempts and um, the burnt curtains, uh, I eventually found a groove and settled into a consistent way of making a decent batch of buffalo wings. I'm still cooking buffalo wings and um, and while I enjoy cooking wings for family and friends, there's um, certainly more time between uh, wing hits now than they used to be in my 20s. 
And in fact, now I'm probably just as happy having the carrots and the celery alone. And great job on that piece by Monty. And a beautiful piece of storytelling by Colin Bettles. And he discovered this, well, this common food group here in the United States when he was a kid, when he was a college kid. And the next thing you know, this becomes his life's obsession. The story of the chicken wing and an Aussie listener of Our American Stories, Colin Bettles, here on Our American Stories. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we continue with our American stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. Up next, we have a story from Steve Bunyard. Steve is the president of Reignite Hope, a nonprofit organization based in Los Angeles, California. Reignite Hope trains students for a career in welding, gets them certified in the welding trade, and then assists them with job placement. Here's Steve with a story. Reignite Hope started about 11 years ago uh, up on Skid Row in Los Angeles. Skid Row is, um, and I guess they call it that because that's kind of where you hit the skids, I guess. Uh, It's huge here in Los Angeles. Uh, In L.A. County, numbers are as high as 70,000 people a night sleep on the streets. It's really an incredible plague, epidemic, whatever you want to call it. Way back in the day when, when I was younger and growing up, homeless usually just meant men. Now it's families. You know, it's women, it's children. You see them sleeping on a sidewalk in a little tent overnight. They don't have a way to support themselves. Uh, life has somehow gone upside down for them. Every story's different, every story's unique. Uh, I was a pastor at a local church at the time. Uh, I've been on staff there for a lot of years. and. Our church was doing what a lot of churches do up on Skid Row, coming up there and bringing food and blankets and hygiene kits and things like that. And we were working with a pretty famous uh, homeless mission up there called the Fred Jordan Mission. And uh, we would go up there and, and do our best to help the homeless. Each time we went up there, we'd go every couple months. One thing that jumped out at me is I kept seeing the same people, same people in line. I'd go up there and I, wow, they're still here. And then two months later, they're still here. And two months later, they're still here. Nothing was changing except the line was getting longer. And I know we call them homeless. To me, they looked hopeless is what they looked. And one day, the matriarch, uh, Willie Jordan, came up to me and she said, Pastor Steve, what can we do so that we're not feeding the same people all the time? So she saw the same problem. And I said, uh, gosh, Willie, I said, I, I don't know. I think, they need, I think they need jobs. I don't know how you get out of Skid Row without a job. But I said, I don't know what to tell you about that. Our, our church doesn't do job training, but I said, I'll pray about it. So I did, I started praying about it. And gosh, just this crazy thing kept staying in my head of the idea of teaching people to weld. I had learned to weld when I was young, uh, way before I became a pastor. I, I knew that that's something that I could probably teach somebody and they could get a job and it would pay well. 
So I just kept praying and, and kind of almost hoping that idea would go away because I just thought, how in the world would I do it? I mean, wh where would we do it? Can you really teach homeless people to weld? Can I even teach people to weld? I, I know how to weld, but I've never taught it. But it wouldn't leave me alone. So I finally thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to Willie and just give her this crazy idea. She's like 80 and she'll hate it, I think, right? And I'll get my life back. So I go and I tell her and she loves the idea. And uh, I figure she's going to be afraid of welding and all that. And she says, are you kidding? She says, Let, let's, we'll give you a space inside the mission. We'll, we'll select some homeless people for you to start with. Let, let's do it. Let's get started. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what have I gotten into here? But we did. We jumped in. We started with five homeless men that um, they had picked for us, and it changed their lives. And then everybody started hearing about it and wanting in the program. To date, we've had some times where we've had as many as 500 people on our waiting list wanting to get in. And it just started growing and growing, took off like a rocket. We, we outgrew our space in the Fred Jordan Mission. Then the Los Angeles Police Department helped us get a building two blocks away that was bigger. Before long, we outgrew that. And we were just having to say no to too many people. Then we um, moved into, um, by God's providing, a, a large building here in the city of Gardena, California, which really increased the number of lives we could uh, come alongside. and we started operating out of here. Um, we were doing over 200 students a year, but now we max this out. And so we got the idea, uh, the idea came into my heart and head one day of what about doing this mobile? We had all these cities by now that wanted us to come. Not only cities locally here in Southern California, but cities all over America calling us up, they're hearing about it. Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, San Francisco, and. And I'm thinking, gosh, we can't get buildings in all these cities. That's too expensive. And um, even the local cities here that want us to come, I thought about, what about doing training inside a, a big rig, a big 18-wheeler, doing it inside the trailer? Then we could take the trailer wherever we wanted to go, keep our main facility here in Gardena. And I, and I guess that idea came to me because when I was young, I was into race cars. I raced a lot, and sometimes we would repair our cars inside the trailer. We would weld on them. Something would break, and we'd weld on them. I never saw that as being something I would use to help other people, and I was pretty self-centered at that part of my life anyway. And uh, I wasn't a person of faith. I didn't believe in God. I just was living for myself and my own personal happiness and my own personal goals. and. The thought of helping people on Skid Row would not have appealed to me for one second back in that part of my life. But then God deeply changed my life, took away that self-centeredness and uh, made me care a lot more about other people than I care about myself. And that really turned my heart around for all of this stuff here that we're talking about. And, um, and to see these lives change, to see, to see people rough and tattooed and looking real mean and, and, and with tears in their eyes as they're holding up their diploma. Uh, having been become a certified welder. I wasn't a certified welder back when I was uh, doing all the welding. The places I worked didn't require it. But when I started Reignite Hope, I thought just for the credibility of our program, because I would sometimes get people come up to me and go, so wait a minute, you're, you're a pastor and you're teaching people how to weld? Are you, are you even allowed to do that? And do you, do you know how to do that? And I thought, okay, I, I better just go get some credentials to 
uh, put people's mind at ease. So I became a certified welder myself. I even went further and became a certified welding educator and a certified welding inspector. And uh, then this whole thing does allow us to, to certify students through our program, but I didn't want that to appear to be biased at all. So what we do on certification day, which is at the end of each class, um, each semester, I bring in an outside inspector to test them. I, I don't want them to feel like, you know, Pastor Steve certified me because he loves me. Uh, and, and I didn't want to feel that tension either because of course I would want them all to pass. So I bring in a, a completely unbiased third-party inspector uh, from the American Welding Society who comes in and tests the students and they have to pass uh, or, or they don't get certified. So it's a, it's a real legitimate deal and it's the best certification around. It, it's, it's recognized worldwide actually, the American Welding Society. And this thing really works. Uh, we're able in one month to take a person who knows nothing about welding and train them, give them 120 hours of training, get them certified by the American Welding Society and help them find their first job. And there is a nationwide shortage of welders. And it's a very well-paying career. You won't start off real high right out of school, but gosh, in four, five, six years, this is a six-figure job. That completely changes the direction of you and your family forever. And you're listening to Steve Bunyard tell the story of Reignite Hope and how it started. And it started quite simply, visiting and tending to the homeless, 70,000, just in L.A. County, a staggering number. And he kept seeing the same people again and again. And he said, those aren't homeless people. I'm seeing it's hopeless people. When we come back, more of Steve Bunyard's story and a story of so many faith-based institutions doing great work around this country here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we return to Our American Stories and the story of Reignite Hope and its president, Steve Bunyard. Reignite Hope is a nonprofit organization that began on Skid Row in L.A. with the goal to help homeless people get jobs. Back to Steve with the rest of the story. You know, they say that to, to, to live without hope is to cease to live. And again, that's what we saw up on Skid Row. Of course, now our program's expanded to all, all walks of life. We've been doing training at a high school out in San Bernardino. They identified some kids out there that they were begging us to come that they called vulnerable because they knew these kids were not college material. And, and they said, boy, if they get out of high school without a job skill, they're going to get in trouble. We have a lot of folks coming out of prison that hear about us. Um, uh, kids wanting to get out of gangs and want to turn their life around and, and come to Reignite Hope. People that are just trapped in poverty. Gosh, I get letters from inmates around the country saying, hey, I've heard about your program. I'm about to get out. Can I get into the program? We just had in our last class that graduated just uh, a few weeks ago here, a young man who got out of prison in Texas, heard about Reignite Hope, decided to move him and his wife and, and their, their kid here to California just to take the class. They came, they took the class, went back to Texas, and he texted me two days ago saying, hey, Pastor Steve, I just want to let you know how thankful I am for what you and the team did for me. He says, I'm back here in Texas. I just got hired as a welder. Uh, thanks to you guys, I found God, and now I found a job, and I just wanted to say thanks. So that story just happens over and over and over again. 
When this started, it was it was uh, yeah a little intimidating. You know, could could we do this? Could I do this? Could I find the time to do this? Do I know how to do this? All those fears and doubts come up. And, and then I'd never really worked with the homeless before, uh, like with gang members. I gosh, I'd never worked with gang members. And so when we had our first gang member, it was like oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do here with with this. I've I've never even talked to a gang member before. And gosh, now we've trained hundreds of them. Uh, most all of our students come in here a little skeptical because, you know, we tell them the program's free. We vet people coming in. We want to make sure they're serious and motivated to do this, but it's free. But most of them have been ripped off here and there like we all have from time to time, and they don't really completely believe that there's not a catch here somewhere. And so the first couple weeks, they're, they're kind of on guard and kind of kind of keeping to themselves a little bit. But once they really believe and come to understand that, wow, these people just really love me and really care for me and there are no strings attached here, they really open up. And uh, you can just get into some amazing one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. We get a chance then to speak into their lives and coach them and pray for them. And, and it, it really breaks down the barriers because uh, I think love breaks down any barrier there is out there. And it's really fun to even see the barriers break down between the different gang members because normally out there on the street they would kill one another. And here they start to love one another and become lifelong friends and all those barriers go away. And it is just fascinating to, to watch how different they are from the first day with us to the last day with us. They, they literally become new people. We had over 600 people at our last graduation. But man, the moms are crying, the grandmothers are crying. I mean, the students are coming on stage and getting their diplomas. And, and in many cases, it's the first diploma they've ever had in their life because they dropped out of high school, got in trouble, all that stuff. Gosh, I, I got moms that call me and they're out there at the high school and just tell me they've never seen their kid this excited about anything in their life. and. Thank you guys for coming out there and doing it. And the principal out there with tears in her eyes, just seeing how motivated these kids got when they realized that here's, a, here's an opportunity that could really turn their life around. And, and, it's, and it's something being given to them. And, and it's so much more fun than sitting in a classroom doing whatever they normally do in a high school classroom, right? Sometimes we, we do things for other places, like we used to build uh, bicycle ambulances for Africa. So it's these ambulances that you can lay a person in, hook it up to a motorcycle or a bicycle, and they can carry a sick person to the nearest clinic. Because normally in the parts of Africa where we're donating these things, there is no 911, there is no ambulance. They put you in a wheelbarrow and try to t push you 10 miles and you don't make it. And so these things were saving one life a week in Africa and so we were sending hundreds of these things to Africa and our students were building them and I, it would be so touching to see them with tears in their eyes as they're building these ambulances realizing they can now help somebody else instead of them one the one always needing help I had great faith when I came into this but now even greater faith I just see God opening doors that I, I couldn't have opened if I wanted to um, 
you know, the, the country singer Alan Jackson, I, I love him. And he, when he was asked about the song that he wrote about 9-11, and he said, how did he come up with that? And he said, I didn't come up with it. He said, you know, God wrote the story. I just held the pencil. And, and I feel that same way here. God wrote this story. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't even have begun to come up with this. I think also I've really felt such a greater love develop in me for these people that are on the margins of society. and. You know, I used to kind of have a critical attitude toward people in gangs and gangs and all this kind of stuff. And But, you know, you learn so much of the time now that they were forced into the gang. They live in a neighborhood where you get beat up every day until you join the gang. And you get forced to have these tattoos on you, marking you which gang you belong into. I used to think the tattoos were such a stupid thing to do, but now I realize they're forced to do that. And it brands them. It's, it's basically a brand is what it is. I feel so sorry for them but they had no choice. It's a matter of survival. So that's really turned my heart around in a big way. You gotta learn to have a heart for everyone because uh, you're not in their shoes and their shoes, if you were in them, you'd see it's a lot different than you thought. This isn't just about welding, we keep reminding ourselves. This is about people. And so we might be in a welding booth with them, beside them, coaching them on how to weld. Uh, but then that's a great opportunity to ask them, you know, hey, how how things going at home? How's that thing going with your girlfriend we prayed about last week? Uh, how's that thing going with your aunt? She was in the hospital and we prayed for her. How's that going? And boy, they, they just really open up. But sometimes they'll come and just say, hey, Pastor Steve, can I sit down and talk with you? And we'll sit down and talk and they'll do that with the other staff members as well. Uh, we've got a little box at the front of our classroom here where they can fill out a three by five card and drop the card in there with a prayer request. And oh my gosh, reading those is just heart-wrenching uh, to, to read the things that are going on in their life. Me and one of our key volunteers here, Jim, sometimes talk about this and we, we, we tell each other, if, if we would live 10 lives, we wouldn't have gone through what these people have already gone through. It's just unbelievable what has happened in their lives. And uh, not only are we teaching welding every day, but every day after lunch, we gather them all together and we open the Bible and we talk about God and we talk about life, and we talk about choices. And it's really interesting at the end of our program when we ask the students, what is the program meant to you? They talk more about that time after lunch each day than they do the welding. They love the welding, they're excited about the welding and all that but they'll talk about what really impacted them the most was the time after lunch. And uh, the Bible promises us, and it promises everyone, that it'll change your life if you let it. And uh, we, we just see that happen with them over and over again. We have free Bibles up at the front of the classroom that are there for them to take. And it's just so fun to see those Bibles disappear week by week by week, the Bibles disappearing. So we're, uh, we've just been blessed to see this change lives over and over and over again. I could tell you so many stories about changed lives. One of, them, one of them, we have a big poster here in our classroom of a photo that we blew up from one of our uh, former graduates named Rudy. Rudy came to us right out of prison, heard about Reignite Hope, went through our program, uh, got his life right with God, got certified, uh, became a union welder. And then he sends us this photo of him up on top of the new Ram Stadium here in Los Angeles, helping build the stadium with his welding machine up there. And he, he just wanted to send us the picture and just show us how much his life had changed. And a great job on the production and the editing by Robbie and Faith. 
And a special thanks to Steve Bunyard for sharing his story with us. And my goodness, what a story about what faith can do, not just in one person's life, but in the end, it sounds like thousands and so many communities, so many families. We talk about God, about life, about choices with these men and these women. And it's their favorite time, that time after lunch. And that's what families do. And the breakdown of the American family has a lot to do with this problem. We love to tell these stories, these faith-based stories especially. Steve Bunyard's story, the president of Reignite Hope, here on Our American Story. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 